never reach me Were some guys who were preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were preacher fans Yes, they were They were Oh, yes, they were That's a podcast theme right there Welcome to Preacher Men, the podcast all about AMC's Preacher. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And as the Lord above attended it, we're talking to each other today over Skype about C, the second episode of Preacher, which weirdly enough is characterized as zero one from season one and not zero uh, two, because the first yeah. episode is zero zero. Anyway, it's a pilot. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's funny this this show that Pete likes so much has a zero issue. That's right, and Pete hates zero issues. That's right, but we're not talking about the zero episode. We're talking about episode two, <laughs> but we're which is episode one, which is episode one. But it's actually episode two. Yeah, but it's actually episode one. Hey, this is a fun conversation. <laughs> uh, well, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. We are uh, recapping each episode of Preacher. We're getting caught up. Uh, hopefully before the second season, uh, we'll see what happens. Chances are we're going to keep recapping this first season in order, passed by the beginning of the second season. Hey, if you're listening to this later on, who the fuck cares what I'm talking about right now? Let's get into <laughs> the actual episode. Yeah. <laughs> This is like hearing a grocery list. <laughs> Guys, here's what I want to tell you. Milk, eggs, butter, sausages, another oh. type of sausages, a third type of sausages. That's pretty you much making, sausage. He was I, making a sausage cake. Alex is. <laughs> I am. No flour. A little bit of sugar. It's pretty weird. Uh, so what, what do people know, need to know to get into this second slash first episode of preacher i think basically that there's a preacher right and he has this power that he's just gotten he don't know doesn't yeah. know what the deal with it is uh, and he can control people with it or at least he can urge them to do things is what we know now um yes. and his church isn't working out that well he's struggling with his faith his ex-girlfriend tulip has showed up into town she's pretty violent and also a vampire yeah, but- oh yeah Yes, I'm Pete. sorry, but it's don't just. She's not just violent. She's violent in the most beautiful, righteous, magnificent way. You know, yeah. she's not just a violent person. It's the violence with a purpose, with a cause. Yeah, and I think we all agreed last episode that she's just the worst. She's just absolutely. <laughs> A terrible example of a human being, a terrible actress, just a oh. blight upon the earth. All right, that today's opposite day, apparently. <laughs> that's the opposite of what we said in the last episode. No. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. Well, I will. I will cut the heart out of that bit and <laughs> leave it on the table and just let it die. No more on that because I like Tulip. She's good. Um, the The last element that you need to know about is there is a vampire named Cassidy who has showed up in town and is now, after one bar fight, best friends with Jesse. Uh, anything else you think people need to know to get into it? That sums it up. Yeah, best friends are often made in bar fights. There you go. Oh well, yeah, hell yeah. That's how we recorded our first podcast, right? That's, that's right. right. We yeah. met in the safest bar fight in the <laughs> world. <laughs> 
Uh, it was a wine bar, and we were fighting over which uh, rosé we thought was our favorite. It was but it still gravy. counts as a bar fight. Yeah, I'm telling you, you have to have a cab to get the perfect rosé, Justin. And, uh, <laughs> I was saying that Cote de Provence makes the more balanced rosés that had, have not a hint of sweetness. And Pete was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah. drink vodka soda. Oh, I, I remember that. That was right after Pete put on his human suit for the first time. <laughs> that, that hey, it looks great ever Thanks. since. Sweet. Thanks. Well, let's get into the episode. Uh, weird stuff happens at the beginning of the episode. Uh, Justin, I'm curious to hear how much you want us to spoil things for you or if you want us to keep you clean. Uh, but we meet a cowboy played by Graham McTavish, who some folks might know from the show Outlander. Other folks might know from other places. Uh, and, and he his family probably knows him from growing up with him. <laughs> no, uh, he was grown in a test tube and just a Scottish test tube. And uh, he's traveling along, meets some uh, fellow travelers. They ask him if they he agrees that uh, heaven is a place on earth. And he <laughs> says, <laughs> he says, nope, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, Justin, since you don't know what's going on in the sequence, what do you think is going on in here? What do you what do you take away from this? Uh, well, I really like this sequence. Uh, to me, it feels like uh, he I mean, this is. Uh, you guys already know the answer to this, so I'm going to look like an idiot, probably. <laughs> but because this, this is in the past, I feel like he is maybe um, like a legacy character. He has the same power uh, that Preacher has uh, just back in the day. That's why he doesn't say much because he doesn't want to say, doesn't want to affect people by telling them what to do. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting. Do you, what should we do? How should we handle this? Because we are not to get into the continuity of this podcast again, but we are recording it after the first season has gone through. Even if you haven't seen it, I think it's more interesting to leave you clean, Justin. What do you think? Yeah. Keep me clean. I love being clean. (laughs) Squeaky squeaky. That's what we call you. Uh, I, I love the sequence too. I mean, this is, I don't think it's spoiling much to say this is a character we're going to see more of, but the way oh, they yeah. roll out this story and just throw in what seems like otherwise a totally random scene at the beginning of the episode that has no yeah. connection to the rest of the episode is pretty cool, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's a great way of just kind of planting the seed and being like, hey, you know, here's a kind of a fun character. You know, maybe something else will happen. But, yeah, I also think it's a good way of setting up this character uh, as, you know, as starting out innocent, uh, you know, not to be spoilery, but, like, just to kind of, like, set him up as this is his point of view and what he was uh, what he's going through. Also, it's fun kind of talking like, you know, you meet a stranger, you know, maybe not trying to push your fucking beliefs on somebody. Uh, it's <laughs> oh, a kind of polite thing to do. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a weird thing I've to never do felt to like, be like, hey, right, heaven on earth, you know? I'm just yeah. assuming that you haven't been through some tough stuff in your life. It's like, fuck you and your perfect family, you son of a bitch. Well, I've never here, felt like you've pushed your beliefs on anyone, right, Pete? Yeah, that's exactly right. Thank you for pointing that out, Justin. They say in heaven, love comes first. So do you think that he's going to make heaven a place on earth? I mean, that's easy, especially in the Wild West, because there's nothing there. 
Yeah, in the wickety wild wild, in the wickety wild wild. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the present. All of the charts. I have <laughs> uh, the top forty charts. If that's what exactly. you mean. Number one, Wild Wild West by Will Smith. Number two, Heaven is a Place on Earth by whoever sang that. I'm blanking on it right now. Belinda Carlisle, is that it? Ooh, that sounds right. Sure. All right. Not going to look it up. Let's move on. <laughs> so we're back in the present day, and Jesse is baptizing a bunch of folks, and uh, Tulip plays around with him a bit. What did you guys think about this scene? I, I think it's a fun kind of introduction to kind of who tulip is and what she's about and great introduction to baptism mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just i feel like so. i was sort of baptized when i was watching it because i went underwater oh wow wow well that's why uh you always like to saying that you can find me in the tub <laughs> that's i'm gonna i'm gonna stop i'm also wow. gonna kill that wow. bit before Are you trying was... to get to tub something uh, I probably should have gone with that instead of the club yeah. by fifty the club. cents. By, yeah. the club. Uh, uh, that was a that uh, was a reach even for you. Full of bub. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, this episode, the theme of this episode, or at least what I took away from the theme, is you can't wash away your sins, right? I mean, it's pretty clearly out there at the you beginning. Can't wash away who you are, uh, right? But you can't wash away your That's sins. Cool. I mean, there's this is jumping around a bit, but there's a flashback. Uh, later on in the episode to earlier in Tulip and Jesse's lives back when certainly seems from this scene, they're in a bank. Jesse is standing over a guy with a gun. Alarms are going off. Tulip is saying, we got to go. There's something that happened back in their past where they were really bad people. And Jesse, try as he might, whatever good deeds he tries to do, he can't escape it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's the same thing with everybody in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like they're sort of, yeah, calling baptism, calling out baptism as, like, a waste of everyone's time. Uh, Whoa. Huh? I don't know about all that. Well, in this episode... Some people really believe it, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, there's another character, though, that definitely can't wash away his sin, can't wipe away, and it's our friend, Ptolemy Slocum is yeah. starring on the show as a total creep. Now, we know last episode, Brian Husky was on it. We know him from New York comedy stuff. Ptolemy Slocum was on this episode, a good friend of the show, and we know him again from New York comedy stuff. So it's like it's like seeing your friends do weird, horrible things to themselves yeah. over the course of a TV show. Uh, what do you think about Ptolemy's character? I mean, he plays a great creep. Um, you, yeah, I think he's playing does. the same the same character in the um, the progressive uh, car insurance spots as well. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a well, different. Slow is the preacher. Yeah, in that. he's also the same one in the Swiffer commercials as well. Yeah, right. And Westworld, I guess. But uh, so Ptolemy is a bus driver who is confessing to Jesse that uh, he he has feelings for a little girl and he feels kind of bad about it. He wants to see if maybe preacher can just absolve him. Um, and that's terrible. Uh, and preacher doesn't know exactly what to do about it, but Mm -hmm. over the course of the episode, he is experimenting with his power is experimenting on Cassidy, uh, figuring out how it works. And eventually 
if we can skip ahead through this plot line, eventually ends up using it on Ptolemy, who I guess his character name is Linus, uh, in what was kind of a horrible scene. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to feel too bad for child molesters necessarily. You shouldn't. Sure. But this bold, was... Bold choice, Alex. Thank bold you. Stance. I'm going to come out bold. there. I'm just going to say it. Is Good. that, is Good that all right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, please do say that. Um, but yeah, he plunges him in a burning hot tub. And then yeah. wipes his mind. Um, not great. Not not a great scene to watch. Really? I thought it was a great scene to watch. I liked it. I mean, I liked it on two different levels because we know Ptolemy was like, ha ha, suck it. And then the second level is like, yeah, that's what you get. You know, pedophiles should kind of suffer like that. Wait, you know? why was he like, ha ha, suck it? Because he, he's our, you know, we know him. He's kind of our friend. So like, ha ha, suck it. <laughs> I don't know what to suck it. Means. Yeah, why? Why? As is that something that you say to friends? Yeah, yeah. And what do you mean by suck it though? Like, haha, suck it. Yeah, suck it. You, you're dying right now. You're dying in a horrible death. <laughs> well, hold oh. on, I'm understanding even less. Why are he you wasn't just, dying? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you know, if they would have left him in there, maybe. But why do you, yeah. do you, is this something that you say to your friends? Like, if I got hit by a car and right. you saw it happen, would you come up to me and say, ha ha, suck it? No, because I would, you know, first come up to you and be like, oh my God, Selvin, you're all right, you know, and get your last words and be like, all right, don't worry, we'll, you know, get your we'll last words. Like, How do you know he's dying? And then as you're like, oh, hey, you know, uh, you know, last words, then I would be like, suck it, you know? Yeah. Do you know, though, what my last words would be in that situation? No, what would your last words be? Ha, uh, suck it. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, that was yeah. a good one. That's That'd good. be fun. Yeah, yeah you'd be like, fun. nice. Yeah. Nice, bro. Yeah. Nice, nice, bro. Nice call out. Suck it. Nice. So uh, the end result of this particular plot line, which uh, we talked about a little bit the last episode, is that Jesse's powers don't work exactly how he intends them to, I think. Like, yeah. he thinks he's doing the right thing. But he tells Linus to forget the girl, and it essentially washes it away completely, which probably doesn't exactly have the desired result, I'd say. Right. Right. Well, I think, it, yeah, it's, uh, his words are taken a little too seriously, like a monkey's paw type thing. Mm-hmm. But I think um, maybe the subtext here is, to equate it to religion, is it's dangerous to take any, like, words as sacred and you have to like use a little common sense yeah yeah i agree and it, it's kind of like a little bit of with great power comes great responsibility type of situation if you yeah. are bestowed this you got to really be aware of what you're saying and what you're doing but yeah. even so it's like yeah the words in the bible are that's why i'm rewriting the bible with like some pretty hip new vernacular oh dude mm-hmm. i can't wait for when yeah. your bible's dropping dude yeah, it's going to be, it's all the way from uh, Gen Isis to uh, Rev, <laughs> Rev Olations. Rev O, is, the, is it an O apostrophe Lations? Exactly. Yeah. And, the, and it's L, the number eight shuns? Yeah. yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Lations is the working. <laughs> oh, sweet. Can't wait for that. That's going to be super Yeah, and sweet, I can't but. wait for your like cool dude Jesus, you know. With a yeah. backwards hat and a skateboard. Man, you're going to make so much money, I'm going to probably find you in the tub. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I thought you were done. You said you were done. Nope, never done. 
<laughs> ne- never, well, ever done. A whiskey drink and then a vodka drink and then a lager <laughs> oh, drink oh, and then a cider drink. Uh, you'd sing some songs that remind you of the good times and some songs that remind you of the bad times. Anyways, different songs. Get back to because there's a lot of great stuff that happens in this episode. Well, do you want to talk about the new character that's introduced, uh, Odin Kincannon? Well, other new character that's introduced is Kincannon, who I read the entire book, all of Preacher, thought he was Quinn Cannon. Turns out it's Kin Cannon. But he's played by Jackie Earl Haley, who uh, most people probably. Uh, I was going to say Freddy Krueger, I guess, but uh, uh, yeah, but no, I, I Rorschach is probably correct. That's the actual thing that people know him as. Um, so, what did you think about this character? Again, very different introduction from in the book, but I think it worked. Really? Yeah, you don't think it worked, Pete? Well, I think that it's a very different take on the character. Um, in the book, he is, I wouldn't say as human as he is portrayed a little bit, uh, and so much creepier on a different level. I mean, the actor is amazing and playing him super creepy, but like where his character goes is something that is just, I, you know, I can't even, I can't even either, but that's cause I don't know. Yeah. Well, what do yeah. you think about him, Justin? Uh, I thought it was cool. I mean, I, I don't really know what's happening, I guess. Um, like, the way they I mean, care. do you think he's just kind of like a mean boss or like you you see kind of an underlying like, holy shit, this dude's fucked up in there? Uh, he seems more just like a regular boss who's doing things that don't quite make sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I, if I, Pete were my boss, I'd be like, what's <laughs> up with this dude? This guy's a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the... I, I will say that and the first scene with the cowboy, it's a lot of random elements that they're throwing in there for the second slash first episode of a show uh, yeah. that don't totally connect with each other. I wish they had done one in one episode and one in another episode just so it didn't feel like you were ping-ponging all over the place. Uh, but I do... Uh, he's really creepy and he's really weird and whatever is going on with him is... Uh, interesting enough to want me to see more. Yeah, yeah and I, I will say, um, I feel like that disjointedness makes it feel like a comic book in a good way. Mm-hmm. So I think oh, that's cool. a good translation. There you go. Uh, we, yeah. sh- we should probably talk about the angels, right? Or the guys. Did I just spoil something big? Sorry about that. Uh, they're guys, not angels. Sure. Unless, of course, they're angels, like you said, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Oops. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Wow. You really. Uh... Uh, no, I, I knew that though, just from from uh, hearing about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you have these two guys, uh, DeBlanc and Fiore. Uh, they are tracking down Jesse. They find Jesse completely unconscious because he drank this ridiculous vampire. Liquor. Don't try it. Yeah. Why would you think you could hang with a vampire? That just is. Oh man. Yeah, if a vampire offered you alcohol, would you drink it? No, because the vamp Cassie was like, "Dude, you don't want this." He knows what he's talking about. Listen I mean, to him. I'd give it a sip. What, dude? Are you serious? Yeah, just a little sip. Oh, All right, mix it in with another like, like a little cocktail I like, just as a little oh, flavor. Oh, that is, you're gonna die. Don't do that. Well, so they're trying to track down Jesse. They're trying to 
get out whatever is inside of him, um, I, I think. And then uh, everything goes horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. Amazingly in, wrong. An incredible sequence. You know, last episode of this podcast, we talked about how Sam Raimi the show is, and this... Mm-hmm is the most San Raimi thing that happens in the entire first season, at least. Uh, you couldn't and, get more Sam Raimi than this. There's a chainsaw crawling itself across the floor with an arm attached. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what do you guys think it's about been, the sequence? Oh, just so amazing. I loved I loved every second of it. I mean, the tension of the what's going to happen. Ah, just And then Cassie showing up and kind of being the hero that saves the day. Uh, just absolutely just phenomenal so much fun to watch so intense uh yeah i I could i could watch it over and over and over again yeah great action sequence what's up with this tin uh i don't quite know but ah yeah i can understand that yeah but um they seem like fun guys (laughs) and what a surprise to catch them again at the end there you go uh yeah they show up again at the end clearly Alive, and uh, we'll probably have to find out more about that. But uh, yeah, I mean that just really sets things up for. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean what I said is they must be angels, right? Then there yeah. you go. I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> right before we got on the podcast, I had a, a whiskey drink and a lager <laughs> drink and a cider drink, and I sang a bunch of songs that reminded me of the good times. Um, so I'm a little out of it. I apologize. Yeah, that's too much for you. Yeah, I really shouldn't have three to four drinks before recording podcasts. Yeah, don't drink and cast. Yeah, if anything, just have a nice rosé, have a cab, do not have anything else. That's all I'm saying. Uh, So uh, what else should we talk about with the episode? So uh, Tulip captures Jesse and forces him to agree to take a job with her. Uh, This definitely sets up a weird dynamic for their relationship and makes me wonder exactly what Tulip's intention is. Yeah, I think what's nice is, like, they're definitely making different choices from the book, and so far I think it really meets the characters that they're setting up in such a nice way, like, I love the uh, Tulip-Jesse relationship in the comic very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought any messing with that would make it me angry. But the choices they're making with Tulip is just such strong, like, this is a badass female who, like, fights for what she loves and fights for what she believes in. And I think it's it's a great because it's leading the story in different ways that is the same but also new. To me, it seems like he, Jesse, owes her something, and he just doesn't want to do it, and she's being cute about it now, but I think eventually she's going to be like, yo, fuck you, let's do this. I mean, you could say there's a sin in his past that he can't wash away. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a washing, like how I like to stay clean, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually a very dirty, dirty boy. You're so dirty. Uh, Stop this bit right now, please. Not a bit, Pete. (laughs) Life, you get a little dirt under your fingernails, Pete, and you never know when it's going to come back to haunt you. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Uh, last uh, plot point we should probably talk about, even though it's a small one running through. So there is a girl who has been in a coma for a really long time. Uh, Jesse has visited oh, yeah. her earlier. And after trying out his powers on our good friend Ptolemy Slocum and seeing how successful they are, even though... I think we know they're not quite as successful as he thinks they are. Uh, he goes to her house, and the last shot is him saying, open your eyes. Yeah. So what did you think about this? What's going to happen? Given that there's been some not great results for Jesse's power so far, what do you think is going on here? How, how bad or not is this going to get? Yeah, I think it's potential. I mean, they're setting it up to be sort of something bad's going to happen. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely oh, it could be good. Maybe that's the twist: is that it's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely remember when I watched this the first time, thinking, "That's she's not just going to pop out of a coma and be fine." And, and yeah, uh, feel I, yeah. I immediately was like, great, now there's a dead girl with open eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of a cool trick, like at a bar. Yeah, why are you uh, why are you laughing so much about a dead girl with open eyes, Pete? Uh, I, I just uh, you know I no reason. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus, that was so incriminating. <laughs> <laughs> that got uh, so dark. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about from the episode before we move on? Uh, yes, I would like to reiterate the amazing casting and also like how amazing Cassidy is uh, because they're really setting things up for a longer game that is, man, because it's, you're so in love with Cassidy right now, things are going to get so crazy by the end, and I'm scared about what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Uh, afraid. I mean, one thing that I will say that helps with a rewatch and this is probably true of most shows, but particularly this show, because there are so many elements that are being thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff that they set up beyond Kin Cannon, beyond the cowboy at the beginning. But like, I wasn't super into the relationship between, I'm even blanking on what their name is, but, uh, but the couple, the guy who broke his arm, Donnie, oh, yeah, yeah. Donnie oh, yeah. And, and his wife, um, seeing the different people who work at Kin Cannon, uh, seeing their relationship develop. There's a lot of stuff that's set up there and characters that are just randomly, seemingly randomly thrown in who end up paying off really nicely down the road. So beyond the episode, I, I actually think this is a show that works better as a season even than episode by episode just oh, because of the way that they structure it like that. Interesting. What what shit would I talk about the structure of television shows? Yeah, no, I just hate how like you dissect things like that. Like, oh, this is going to work so much better in the trade than the single issue. Like, this it works so much better as a season. That was and- barely a criticism, Pete. You're a little sensitive about preacher. <laughs> I am very sensitive about preacher because I just. I want it to do well. I think it's an amazing show. And, uh, yeah, I think that it tackles a lot of different stuff. So I want more of it. So I get worried. I'm sorry. I I didn't want to interrupt you or anything. But I I just got a call from AMC because I said on this podcast (laughs) that it was structured well for a season. They're shutting down production on the show. Uh, See, I hope you're happy. Yeah, they just Uh, fired everybody. 
I got to say, ha-ha, suck it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's a great time to move on to our next section, which is Revelations. Um, Last episode, we used Revelations to talk about big favorite moment in the episode. I think, again, we've talked about a lot of the teases and stuff coming up, uh, but you guys want to talk about your favorite moment in the episode? Pete, what, what was the biggest, best moment in the episode for you? I mean, to me, it's the uh, the chainsaw, you know, Cassidy fighting for a passed out Jesse. Just uh, it gets so close, and you think it's gonna. You're like, oh god! I just, I think that it, just the tension of that was just so much fun. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Uh, I really liked the uh, the opening sequence of the cowboy. Uh, oh, looking wow. forward to more of that. And I guess my big question is. Um, why is Jesse so focused on this church? Why does like having this congregation seem to mean so much to him? Yeah. He seems like a sort of a bad dude who is just hanging around there. Mm -hmm. So that, that's where that's my revelation is that question. Well, that's it's, there's a reason you have that question and I think it will get answered, buddy. So do you just hang in there? So rarely are we, am I in a position where, Pete knows something. That I know. I this is such a weird... I'm usually the guy in the dark. Congratulations, man. Enjoy that sweet sunlight. <laughs> uh, I, I would also go with the chainsaw moment with the arm just because that is so ridiculously over the top. But to choose something a little different, I'll say uh, Ptolemy getting shoved in some hot water. That was... Uh, Pretty intense. I don't think that I would tell a friend to suck it necessarily in that situation, but uh, I did. I like that scene a lot. I thought it was a really good, intense in a different way from a chainsaw slowly crawling itself across the ground towards our hero type way. You'd be like more like, "Ha ha, be careful." Yeah, "Ha ha, ooh, that water is hot." Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm just worried that maybe Zelda, you don't really have close friends that you can kind of do that with. What? <laughs> you haven't reached the level of friendship where you can tell your friend to suck it. You know? well, I look to the day when Pete will turn to me and say, ha ha, suck it. That's when I know we're true brothers. That's right. That's the mark. Well, if you're a true brother and would like to support this show and other shows that we do, you can leave a little something in our collection plate at patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a bunch of fun prizes. And as we said, it supports this podcast, other podcasts we do. Also, we do a live show every single week, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. So please come on by. It's free. We'll talk about Preacher with you finally Finally, after Pete told us not to talk about it for a year, we're free to talk about it, so that's really great. <laughs> hey, you really shut us down, Pete. Oh, I hate you guys. Uh, what else do you want to plug, Pete? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the guests we have on our upcoming live show. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for the podcast and more. Uh, and you can find us in the tub. <laughs> oh, my God. Great. Ha ha, podcasting. <laughs>